Michael T. Justice, a man in the middle, half black, half white, in the middle of the country, in the middle of the night, trying to figure out how to make this world right, because they fixed the game before they wrote the rules, and now we're left with these broken tools, but we still got to try to fashion the jewels so that we can be free. Hello all, and welcome back to Michael T. Justice Show. Uh, I truly am just a man in the middle of the night <clears throat> trying to figure it out man um i'm gonna weigh in a little bit on this whole political thing some more uh so elizabeth warren and i mentioned the last couple of episodes here about michael moore's new podcast rumble uh, it's available here on anchor and i i listened to a few episodes and um, you know, he was talking about this a little bit the day after it happened, and I agree with a lot of what he was talking about, and go ahead and throw my little two cents on it. Uh, so Elizabeth Warren says that she had a conversation with Bernie Sanders in which he said that he didn't think a woman could whether how you interpret it right whether he said he didn't think a woman could be president which is just completely and totally illogical or whether he thought a woman could be trump which i guess you could say that's a different statement but again one that i find to be illogical for uh you know, to attribute that to Bernie Sanders just based on a few key pieces of evidence that are pretty uh, solid, right? Bernie has encouraged women to get involved in politics from way, way back. Uh, he mentioned in the debate when this came out that you could get on YouTube and see, you know, and I've heard it a couple of times now, the the clip from him way back in like 1988 or something saying that a woman could be president and talking to girls in some class saying you guys should get involved and, you know, someday you can, which would be about now, right? Uh, so it doesn't seem like something that he would say that he just didn't think a woman could be president like like out of capability out of ability out of uh, what she stands for or whatever you know what I mean that just doesn't make sense and then there's electability right which again doesn't seem logical because freaking socialist he's a democratic socialist and he's like yeah that's been something that people say you can't win with and i've kept on pushing and i'm running and so he doesn't he rejects that notion right that you can just tell him that that's not nobody will ever like a socialist and so he goes like whatever and keeps on moving on so it seems unlikely that he would say that he didn't think a woman could put the numbers up. Uh, 
Not to mention the fact that Hillary had more than had something like three million votes more than Donald Trump. So the numbers are there. It's just the effect of the electoral college. And I'm not going to get into like, well, let's dismantle the electoral college and all that stuff. That's a whole nother conversation. Although it's a little bit like, in a sense, when I think about the electoral college, it's like the two tier uh, test that they've used for like these debates. You have to poll well and you got to raise some money. You know, you've got two different angles. You got to win in, you know, by numbers and you got to win by numbers in these individual states. So, whatever. Um, that's a whole nother topic, like I said. The, to, to just stay focused on the one, the can a woman be president and, and whatnot. It just doesn't make any sense that Bernie would have said that. Now, could he have been saying something in the sense that uh, I don't know if these people are ready? I mean, I know that I felt that way about Barack Obama uh, when he first ran. I thought, you know, when I go back to Barack Obama... I saw the 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 wheels turning for him. Let's see, he was elected in 2008, so it was 2004, the convention of 2004, when he got up there and gave a speech during the, uh, I believe it was a primetime speech, during the um, Kerry nominating convention of 2004. And I remember thinking then, this guy must be going somewhere because I think at that point he was like a state senator and was speaking before the convention which there were already black congressmen and governors and people that might have quote unquote had a right to give that speech even if you say you know we want to have somebody black do it or somebody young and black Right, so it seems like there could have been other people. So I kind of knew he, I kind of felt that he had some kind of uh, track or his charisma was putting him wherever, whatever. Um, but back to the woman thing, I'm sorry I get distracted on these tangents, but um, when Obama ran, I thought, Here's a guy running for president doing the thing that you do. Kind of like, uh, well, I can't really name anybody right now uh, in this particular batch. Maybe like a Cory Booker or something. But uh, I go way back to Al Gore when he ran as a congressman for president. Didn't get very well far, but gave him a name. Then he was a senator. Then he was vice president. Then he ran for president. And it just, it's kind of like that's the track that you take historically, right? You you make a run early on as a primary candidate. You don't get all the way or even very far, but your name is out there. And people go like, hmm, there's a guy. And you maybe get your name out there in some some uh, vice presidential and, and, and cabinet positions and things like that you know, even Senate races and stuff. So I look at that 
when I when I saw Obama running in 2008, primary season 2007, I remember thinking, uh, man, this guy's sharp. Uh, he's got the charisma and the 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 swag, if you will, to really get some attention, but this country ain't ready for that. And then he actually won in Iowa, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, I don't know, maybe he can. Maybe he can do it. Because I always felt like Hillary was kind of on a track of her own, right? Like when she left the White House as first lady right before the end of their uh, Bill Clinton administration to just kind of assume the New York Senate seat, I felt like that was just to get her there so she would have that behind her when she ran eventually for president. And, you know, that was just kind of what I kind of thought, and I'm not original in thinking that or in seeing those cards on the table uh, then or now. Um, now, could oh, uh, could Bernie have said something to the effect of, I don't think this country's ready? I don't even think he would have said that because, once again, she already won. She already won the popular vote. She's already shown that, that a woman. And in her case which 2018, this would have clearly been the case, would have already been in the can. She already ran, had three million more popular votes, and was, her campaign was not the, uh, didn't run, it wasn't the best run. Right, I mean, Hillary lost in large part, I think, because she wasn't what the people wanted, wanted, and she didn't speak to what the people wanted. I think she cheated Bernie Sanders. I know she cheated Bernie Sanders. We know that, right? Like Donna Brazile came out and admitted to a giving her questions to some of the debates she uh, <clears throat> that Debbie Wasserman Schultz was run out of the the the, the Democratic National Committee uh, because it was shown through some leaked documents and whatnot that they had been and uh, very seriously cheated Bernie Sanders in that election in that primary so that she could just waltz in there as president and be the Darmanie and then you know uh, so I just don't buy it and then conversely on the flip side you got Elizabeth Warren and she's had some veracity issues uh, for a while now right with her whole Native American uh, thing and then uh, like I said I was listening to Michael Moore and he brought up some stuff that I had not uh, really paid attention to and, and knew about. Like, I knew that she had listed herself as a Native American faculty member, and there's that whole thing, right, um, that's out there. I mean, these, these, uh, these 
uh, conservatives and Republicans, especially on the radio, man, they don't let up, man. They call her Volcahannes and do all this kind of, throw all this kind of stuff at her because of that issue. But then there's the issue that Michael Moore brought up that I had not remembered hearing about, that she got busted turning in some Native American recipes for a cookbook that she had just kind of copied from a newspaper. And I do remember this one mischaracterizing how who her father was, right? Like she called him a janitor at some point when in fact he had like been between jobs and in the apartment that they lived in, he kind of made a deal with the people, you know, I'll fix things around here for a break on the rent because I'm in between jobs or something to that effect. And uh, she had previously called him a maintenance man, but then she kind of stretched it just a little bit to call him a janitor. And her brother even took offense at this and brought it out. And I remember these things a little bit because I do what I call monitoring the conservative radio shows and uh, whatnot, and I listen to them. Now, I remember them talking about these things. Um, and for the most part, you just kind of, I don't want to say I've ignored it so much as, uh, and I probably still feel the same way, that even when I'm saying this stuff about her and that, that, uh, that she's, you know, even these shortcomings, right, uh, don't make her worse than Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like Hillary. Man, I was so furious. I was so angry when I heard how she had cheated Bernie Sanders. When I uh, found out about that, I was just so livid. But still, I voted for her because, come on, Trump, I saw this as a train wreck, and it has been a train wreck. So, having said that, uh, the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren thing just makes it clear that, once again... Democratic committee is trying to stop Bernie Sanders because they're not all that interested. I mean, these are, you know, uh, these are parties. And I don't think people fully understand this thing, right? That the parties are private institutions or organizations they're not provided for in the Constitution, but they have so fully grabbed our political process that that's why we only have the two choices. Because they have agreed amongst themselves, um, and you have to do some research on your own to go back, but if you go back and you look, I think it was like, because this stuff was happening when I was becoming of political age, right? Like, my first 
option to vote, I think, was in 1984. I think. I can't remember. But I, I do know that there were back-to-back -back cases uh, where... Because I've been aware of politics and watching politics since I was 16 years old. I remember having a, a direct conversation with somebody telling them I'd rather read the editorial and political page over the sports page. Uh, but when I was 16 and, and, and there were, I want to say back to back presidential races where independent candidates came in and ran uh, and basically hurt political parties, Republican and Democrat, uh, hurt the candidates and kind of put things in almost a disarray, right? Like, oh my gosh, this Ross Perot could actually win even though he's not one of the two parties. Or uh, what was the other guy's name? Was it Paul Songus? No, there was another guy. I can't remember his name right now. Um, like I said, I'm just a guy in the middle of the night trying to rely on my memory. and I've never been, you know, I don't have... I mean, we now we have the internet, so you can look things up. But I don't, I'm not like I can go back and look at my notes from when I was at this debate, and this is the story that I wrote, and this is blah 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 blah. I'm just trying to keep track of this stuff in my own head, and I can't remember was it Paul Mitchell? That's the designer uh, or hair guy. It was some. It was a. It was kind of a basic name, but anyway, here's the thing. Had a couple of instances back to back or nearly so that kind of put things off center from a straight Democrat Republican the race was 49 to 50 or 48 to I mean we are in a time when you can have a quote-unquote landslide victory because you got 52 percent of the vote which means you constantly have this this one side of the coin or the other when in reality, you know, um, that's not the real choices. I mean, the real, you know, I think that Andrea Ocasio-Cortez made a comment, and some people made a little bit, to, made a little bit of a deal out of it here not too long ago. She made a comment about. Uh, her and Joe Biden wouldn't even be in the same party in other countries, and that's absolutely right. There's no, that's not even a necessarily a knock against either one of them. It's just saying that the choices that we are provided are A and B, when in reality, we are much, much more than that. Even a place that has 10 different parties has a limitation on choices because there's going to be people within any of those parties that have different you know, different combinations of opinions on things. So, but we are locked into this. Uh, to get back to what I was saying about the the debates uh, and the and the races with the independent people who kind of threw things out of whack. So, after those debates where they were handled by some an organization called the League of Women Voters, I think it was called. Um, they had their 
criteria, right? So it was like, okay, if you're getting certain certain polling and you got certain support, then you're on the debate stage. Well, that allowed for people who were not a Democrat or Republican to get a foot on the stage and to make their case. Now, after that, the Democrats and the Republicans got together and created something that is called something like the National Presidential Debates Committee or something like that. And it just, and it's, it's made up of three Democrats and three Republicans or something to that effect. I don't know the numbers, but it's set up to make sure that there are two choices, Democrats and Republican, and that's how you get on the debate for president. If, if somebody runs as an independent, they're not even going to be allowed to debate uh, the two main candidates. Um, I think the last time they allowed some something like the Green Party or um, one of those in there, but they are only allowed in there because they're such a small thing and they can be marginalized. So, so in any case, all I'm trying to say is there is a concerted effort by the powers that be in both parties to keep things the way they are. This is what happened to Trump as well. If you think back, they started trying to figure out how to have some of those uh, delegations um, snatched from him because they, I, I think it was Colorado or somewhere where they were like, well, we're looking at the rules and whatnot, and I think we could actually, even though there's a popular vote and uh, Trump won this election or you know got this many delegates or whatever, we could actually make it to where they don't have to vote for him because their their obligation and and that was a big to do and i think that's kind of it's kind of weird to say that trump <laughs> is laying the groundwork for bernie in a way because the people who were back in trump got so vocal and so out there that i think in a subtext they kind of put some fear in the powers that be of the people within their party. And so they kind of, that's why they fall for Trump, no matter what he says, because Trump has this wave within their own party that will, that can hurt them. Because remember I said, they're individual or private rather organizations. So I'm not a member of any of those parties. Now, if I was a member of one of those parties and you work up through hook and crook by being whatever and, and getting these jobs, uh, you end up being somebody that, that, uh, that works your way up in the power structure and then they try to maintain that power structure because that's how they determine jobs, how they're going to split the money that they get, you know, because when you talk about a Republican governor takes over all these, all of the organizations, the cabinet that he has, all of the state uh, institutions and all that kind of stuff, all of that ends up going through the party. So there's lots of money there, not to mention on the national level and the county levels and all of this kind of stuff. City, I mean, cities tend 
to try to stay away from it, that's where you end up having these these uh, instances where they have the nonpartisan, but even those become more and more partisan because, you know, they're private institutions. And uh, like I say, they have totally captured the the political process in this country. And I'm kind of rambling. Um, and so I'll just keep on rambling and then I'll ramble some more tomorrow and then eventually you'll figure out what I mean when I'm saying what I'm saying hopefully uh but but that's where it's at man is they are they are trying again to jack bernie i would not be a bit surprised to see elizabeth warren um given a seat at the table as vice president or secretary of this or that as a promise by one or more of those candidates that are the quote-unquote establishment candidates. However, the the problem that they have is that they have this open voting within their organizations so that people like myself can go down, register as a Democrat, and get to vote in the primary. I mean, the whole state has that option. So even though they have control over the processes, there are there there's ways that they just can't be stopped. And that's what's happening, I think, with Bernie, is when you have, even though they're trying to cheat, like the things that they can do, like giving Hillary the questions or uh, trying to make sure that this such and such happens at a time that's favorable for her and not for him or those kinds of things. That's the kind of stuff they can do, but they can't come straight out and say, well, we're not going to allow him to even run or we're not going to allow, uh, uh, you know, they, there are certain limits to what they can do because if they go too far, well, again, I look at Trump when they went straight out and they came straight out and said, well, he's got to be stopped. We got to stop him. So we'll change the rules of the party even after the game has already been played so that we can try and stop him. And people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because if you tell me that the game is there, even if I know that it's kind of this way or that way, if it's completely rigged and you just ignore what the people are saying, then people get upset. And so... um, I think it's interesting that Bernie has continued to have remarkable fundraising. He gets the the, the draw from so many people, and, and it's a wide range of people. So I think that that's how he's going to continue into this race and that they will try um, very hard to stop him, but the other problem that they got is that his message is more than just, you know, vote for me because I'm the guy that can do this or that. He keeps putting it back to the people and what we need. And so I think it's ripe for people to pick up his mantle, which is why you have so many people that came through like in 2018, which is another reason why. Why would he say that women can't do this, that, or the other thing? Hell, 
Sandra, or Sandra, what's her name? AOC. Ocasio-Cortez, what's her first name? Doesn't matter. What matters is that she unseated somebody who was in the power structure of the Democratic Party. So that lets you know that people are coming into the system. She didn't win that because people came in, people were just like, you know, I just want another Democrat because uh, uh, uh. she won because she got people who weren't part of the structure to come in through the front door, register and vote. And that's how she did it. Whether you like her or not, well, Alexandria, whether you like her or not, whether you think what she's stands for is too radical or this or that or the other thing, that's how she did it, through the front door. She didn't cheat. She didn't make sure to put the debate on the day that this guy can't be there or make sure to give these people answers to the questions or make sure to, you know what I mean? She, she, she blew the system using the system. And that's what Bernie has done. That's what he's encouraged. And that's why people, um, that's why we're where we are. And it'll be interesting. I think he can win because when those, that push comes, it's going to, uh, I don't know. I think it's going to expand. We'll see how it all unfolds. It's just a few weeks away um, from it happening. Um, I don't know. There seemed like there was something else I wanted to talk about today, but I ain't going to worry about it. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. And um, thank you for your time. I've been rambling here for damn near a half hour. I hope it was uh, enough to give you some things to think about. Hit me up. Uh, Michael T. Justice on Facebook Michael T. Justice on Twitter and of course hit the call in button and I'd love to hear your thoughts on some of this stuff because a lot of what's necessary is for the people to communicate between themselves that's why I'm doing this whole project here right is to have a conversation uh, because so much of what is fed to us is fed to us in channels that just uh, serve to keep us from making the wrong choice, quote unquote. Right? We want you to make the right choice, quote. So we're going to give you two choices, Republican or Democrat. And crazily enough, the same people who fund one fund the other, different amounts and whatnot, but they make sure to keep those two in the game and at the front because, you know, if if I've got to choose between two people that are, if I can keep them as similar to each other as possible as the wealthy 1% or whatever you want to call it, uh, if I can keep them to to uh as similar as possible 
that's good for me. I don't want no radical lefties coming in here talking about some of the things that get talked about, like universal health care and about education reforms and whatnot. Um, and all of those things, I can have differences. It's about whether or not you're even presented the options, the choices. I'm more in it for the American people being in control of their system uh, than this this power elite. Uh, I know that the power elite has always been there. When you think about it logically, that's how it was. Um, when you think about it logically, that's how it was in the beginning. Right? It was a bunch of cats that owned land and property, i.e. slaves. It was the elite that started it. They didn't include all the, they, I, first of all, they didn't include non-whites. Then they didn't include uh, women. Then they didn't include men who, white men, who didn't own you know, certain amounts of property and whatnot, right? So it was designed to be representative of certain people. But uh, there is, and I'm going to see if I can't find it, there's a guy here in my city, Kansas City, that uh, his name is Glenn North, and he wrote a poem called Check Cashing Day talking about, um, you know, what I've always felt that the Constitution was written and it was a check that bounced. <laughs> and just like if you get a check and you go to the bank and they say, oh, there ain't enough money to cover this. Okay, you can walk out with that check and come back tomorrow and as soon as they got money in there to cover that account, you get it cash. And that's where we are as a people and have been since the beginning I mean and I can't tell you the the order of who got added in more and more but we we have evolved to the place where now just being here you get a vote you don't have to own this you don't have to be a certain color you don't have to be a man and that is for our better, I think, uh, and it's just where we're going. I mean, it's it's uh, it's we keep presenting that check, and uh, that's what Bernie's doing now. Uh, I think, as far as hey, the people have a right to want to talk about this stuff and to, to determine how our country's run. So. Um, yeah, give me, hit me up with your thoughts on it, and um, I look forward uh, to conversing with you all. Hey, thanks again for checking me out, and hit me up on Facebook, Michael T. Justice, Twitter, Michael T. Justice, and of course here at Anchor FM, you can leave a voice message, and uh, I would love for any responses and um, 
requests. 